Hello and welcome to my podcast that we have named um, Imperfectly Faithful. And I think that it's really important that we start with prayer. So please uh, join me. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this opportunity. I thank you for this moment, and I thank you for the people who are listening. I ask that you touch each and every one of us exactly where we are. I ask that you are with me today as I do this message and allow everyone to receive this word with open hands, Jesus. I ask this in your holy and precious name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so today my talk is titled, Why Am I So Emotional? (laughs) And I can say that with a giggle because I hope that you are saying, yes, sister, why am I so emotional? So we're going to actually start uh, with Mark 11 verses 12 through 14. The next day, as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. Seeing in the distance a fig tree in leaf, he went to find out if it had any fruit. When he reached it, he found nothing but leaves, because it was not the season for figs. Then he said to the tree, May no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard this. Now, this is a very peculiar moment in the Bible. And when I say that, it's because Jesus got angry. But I have to ask you, have you ever been hungry? I'm sure the answer is yes. The next question is, have you ever felt like this? You've seen maybe food or an advertisement or maybe a restaurant that is in the in the distance and you say oh my gosh I'm so hungry I want that and upon arriving to this this restaurant maybe they're not open and you feel this frustration that then manifests into anger uh, and I, I recall a time in my life when I had one dollar and I saw this vending machine and I had not had anything to eat for some hours and I put the dollar in and the cookie was hanging on the edge. It took my money. The cookie was trying to come down and it got stuck. So the frustration then manifested into anger because I didn't have anything else, um, any other form of payment to get me food for however many hours following. So I can say, yes, Jesus, I understand how it feels to be hungry and then that turn into anger. But this is where I want you to imagine Jesus at this moment. Again, he's leaving Bethany. He's on his way to Jerusalem where he will be crucified. Okay, and he sees this fig tree and this fig tree showed him a promise, a promise that there would be fruit hanging from it because he saw the leaves, but it produced none. So something I want you to think about before we go any farther is we're going to actually learn about a fig tree because I think this is important. 
fig trees are in early bloom during the spring. Okay, so when Jesus is leaving Beth, Bethany, heading to Jerusalem, this time frame is in Passover and Holy Week, which is in the months of March and April. So this is the time frame we're thinking. Again, fig trees are in early bloom in spring, so during this time. The fig tree begins to bud the leaves. While the leaves are growing, so does the fruit. So it's not that leaves are on the tree and then fruit comes. The fruit and the leaves begin to grow at the same time. But once the fruit is ready to harvest, which is not until August, then the leaves remain. So again, Jesus is leaving Bethany. He's walking to Jerusalem during Passover and Holy Week. So this is March to April. So he sees this tree, this object that should be producing fruit. But when he gets there, there's none. So the tree looked promising, but offered no fruit. So this made him angry. So we're going to talk about yourself. Do you ever get angry? Pretty sure the answer is yes, or you have gotten angry before. But now I want you to break it down. What makes you angry? And we're going to talk about the difference between being mad and being angry because there is a difference. Being mad, you're frustrated, maybe you're just disgusted about something, but when you are angry, that is something that has manifested inside of you that you have had it. <laughs> so there is a difference. So what makes you angry? And do you have coping mechanisms to use when you get to that point of anger? So something that makes me angry and it does not matter if it's in person or if I'm watching a movie but when I see people being mean to others that takes me to a whole new level and the anger that's inside of me is something that I just almost cannot tolerate but being an adult I have developed coping mechanisms when I become angry so I just ask you, what makes you angry? And do you have coping mechanisms? Because sometimes our coping mechanisms can hurt, can further hurt us in this state of anger. Because sometimes coping mechanisms can be throwing things, can be cursing, can be doing things that are not okay in the eyes of Jesus. So this is where I want us to really focus on what do you do when you get to this point? Because Jesus is to this point and he's angry and he actually says in verse 14, then he said to the tree, and this is in red letters, so this is his words, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. So he has now cursed the tree. See, in the Bible, this is why scholars find this so unusual, because Jesus is always blessing. He never curses. But to me, Jesus is a man, and he is hungry, and he is angry. So I feel like we 
were made in the image of an emotional father. So Jesus came here to take on the form of a human, and that includes the emotions of a human, okay? So we're going to read on, okay? So Jesus, while he is teaching his disciples and while he's teaching others during his time um, of his ministry, he sometimes uses a technique called an object lesson. So let's think of the fig tree as an object lesson, okay? So I, in my life, I have been planted and over years I've grown into an adult. So like the fig tree, it was planted with a seed and has grown to the point where it's a tree that can bear fruit. But if Jesus comes to the tree, he enters my life, and if I am living a life, an authentic life of being a Christian, then there should be fruit on my tree. But if I'm not living a Christian life, if I am being a hypocrite, I may look like I'm living a Christian life, but if I'm not living that fully, then I am not bearing the fruit that he has an in intended for me to bear. And this is where we want to focus on the nine fruits of the spirits, of the spirit, I'm sorry. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Do you bear the fruit of one or many of these fruits of the Spirit that Jesus wants us to bear every day? Every day, we should be showing signs. We should be, we should be doing these things. Again, love, joy peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. We have to remember that we do worship a God who feels deeply and intensely, not only for you and I, but for different situations that you and I are in. We worship a jealous God a God who feels joy and one who grieves. We are an emotional being because we were made in the image of an emotional God. So we're going to talk about the fruit of the Spirit. And in Galatians 5, verses 22 through 23, you can find this in your Bible. And it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is joy, sorry, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. And I want to break this down a little bit because the Greek word translated fruit refers to a natural product of a living thing. And we have, because Paul says that we have fruit that is produced inside of us, and that is the Holy Spirit. So inside of us, we bear fruit that is a product of the Holy Spirit who lives inside every believer. That means that it lives inside of me, and it lives inside of you. So the fruit of the Spirit is produced by the Spirit 
not by the Christian. Ooh, so that's a good one to think about. The fruit of the Spirit is produced by the fruit, not by the Christian. So it's how we truly live. It's the authentic self of who we really are, not just the person that's sitting in church, not just the person who is serving a church that says they're a Christian. Do they actually serve for the right reasons? Are you authentic in your actions? Yet like the physical fruit needs time to grow, the fruit of the Spirit will not ripen in our lives overnight. Like a successful gardener must battle against weeds to enjoy the sweet fruit that they desire, we must constantly work to rid our lives of the weeds of our old sin that want to choke out the work of the Spirit. So this is a promising thing for us to remember. Because if we have not been producing the fruit that we intend to produce, it's okay because we can start right now. Right now, we have the power of the Holy Spirit inside of us. The Holy Spirit gives us the power we need to reject those old sinful desires. We can indeed say no to sin and accept the way out that God provides. And you can find this in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 13 so i just encourage you guys that to know and understand that we are the children of jesus and he does want us to constantly work to rid our lives of those acts of sinfulness sinful nature sinful behavior those are things that we can rid ourselves of so that we can be like the fig tree that produces fruit. We don't want to be the fig tree that just has the leaves. We don't want to be that object lesson. We want to be so much more. So then we can actually talk about things in our lives that have happened that have not worked out the way that we had intended and we got angry or we got disappointed or we lived in a season of frustration But let's think of it this way. Was that situation bearing fruit? Or was that situation just full of a tree with with leaves that bared no fruit? So that relationship that didn't work out, that job that you were let go from or the position that was taken away from you, Maybe you intended to get a college degree in one field but it didn't work out so now you're doing something else. What in your life should have produced fruit, but only left you with leaves? See, you have to remember, we serve a God who knows what's best for us. He doesn't punish us, but he teaches us. Okay, so he does not punish to hurt us. He disciples us. He he disciplines us to help us grow. God does not destroy our life, but he will destroy the action that will destroy our lives. Again, God does not destroy our lives, but he will destroy the action that will destroy our lives. So I just, I just encourage you to take inventory, okay, on your life today. Take inventory of what you need correction in 
So for example, if my son lies to me about something and I do not correct that behavior, that I just allow him to get by with the lie, then what am I doing to help him? Because as a mother, I am his teacher, just like Jesus is my teacher. I need to destroy the lie before the lie destroys him. Because if he uses lying as a technique and it works, he's going to continue to pull that out of his toolbox and he's going to use that potentially for the rest of his life. So you have to remember God is our teacher. What are you pulling out of your toolbox that is destroying you? Because when you allow God to be our teacher, he will destroy the blank before the blank destroys you. What is your blank? See, I am open to God's discipline. I'm open to his correction because he wants to provide so that my fig tree can produce fruit. And I don't want to be a hypocrite. I don't want to be someone who's intentionally projecting to be someone that, that I'm not. I always tell my children, I am the same person at home as I am in church. I am the same person at home as I am at work. I am the same person in the car as I am in the grocery store. I'm transparent. I've not always been that way, but that is something that God and I are working on together. I do not want my tree to just look good, but my roots be brittle. I refuse to let that happen. I want to be who I say I am and I do not behave and I do not behave like I don't need Jesus because I need him every single day. Just remember, he wants us to stop pretending. And if you've heard before that, you know, people have had bad experiences um, with church and they're not attending because of so-and-so, okay? You have to understand that church is the only place that welcomes sinners. Church is the only place that says you have to admit that you've done something wrong and you are welcome here. He wants us to tell the truth so that we can be set free. So I am a sinner, but I continue to grow and choose God. And I think it's important that if you do not attend church because of past things that have happened or, or situations that maybe your parents have told you about, it probably did happen. But the person that was in the church or the person that created the issue is not the reason for you to not go. Because there is freedom in every act. And I am so sorry that that happened to you, but I can promise you that the church is welcome to sinners. You have to be ready to say, yes, I sin, but I want freedom. I want my fig tree to produce fruit. So if we continue to go on from Mark 11, verses 15 to 17. He is, Jesus has now left Bethany and it says on reaching Jerusalem, Jesus entered the temple courts and began driving out those who were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves and would not allow anyone to carry merchandise through the temple courts. And as he taught them, he said, and again, this is in red letters, it 
Is it not written, my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you have made it a den of robbers. So Jesus was mad in Bethany. He may have cooled off a little bit. Tommy's still rumbling between Bethany and Jerusalem, but now he arrives at the temple. He's now cursed the fig tree in Bethany, and now he's entering the temple courts, and he's angry again. This again is Passover, and this is where people are coming to the temple to make a sacrifice. People travel from all over to come to the center of the city where they can bring their sacrifice, which is a lamb or a dove. Uh, a dove is actually a poor man's sacrifice. So if you couldn't afford um, a lamb or um, you couldn't afford to buy something, you could bring two doves um, in place of one lamb. But see, in this situation, when Jesus walks through, he sees people who have tables set up and they're selling doves and they're selling things that can be used as sacrifices. But he gets angry of what he's seen because of what or because of how they are doing it. He's not upset that they're setting up. He's not upset that they're there to provide people with means of sacrifice, but he can see their hearts. He is not angry at what they are doing. He is angry of how they are doing it. Jesus knows my heart. He knows my intentions. He knows when I am not being true. And these people are charging 50 times the normal cost. They are benefiting from people who are wanting to be healed of their sins, to be free of their sins. They are using them. And this makes Jesus angry. So this is a part where we have to think Jesus has cursed the fig tree and now he's cleansing the temple do you know that you can do good things for the wrong reason? Do you realize that you can serve, that you can give, and you can be in church for the wrong reason? You must be intentional with your actions, with your thoughts, because Jesus knows your heart. He may not get angry about what you're doing, but he cares about how you are doing it. So I encourage you to let that sink in. And please know that have faith that it is not too late to change. I feel like this message is meant for someone. He wants your heart today. I just need you to understand that our body is a temple. And we must take care of our body. And we're going to talk more about that, actually, with the next episode. So I'm super excited about that. But I want you to understand that he wants us to cleanse. He wants us to live our life like the fig tree. He does not want us to wither away. He is not punishing us. He's protecting us. He does not want us to have bad intentions. He wants us to do things for the good of people and the good of him. Do things the right way. Be authentic. Declare today that you do not have false humility that you are going to be authentic and you're going to live a life that's going to bear fruit. 
Thank you so much for being with me today. And I cannot wait to hear from you. And I will talk to you all very, very soon.